Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. We've had a chance to see so much of the 50th anniversary offerings around Walt Disney World, but there's an important corner we haven't been to, and that's Disney Animals Kingdom. Uh, part of the anniversary was the premiere of Disney Kite Tales at the park. We look at this surprisingly cute little offering, which includes two shows, one based on Disney's The Lion King and the other based on Disney's The Jungle Book. We also share other happenings going on throughout the park to include uh, 50th anniversary offerings and so much more. So join us. Be sure to check out DisneyAtPlay.com where we are offering um, a YouTube link or to, uh, video from our YouTube page of the actual Lion King version of the show. The Jungle Book version was also recorded and we hope to have that uh, back to you soon as well as the uh, to be able to show that show as well. Uh, we had a little problem with my iPhone and it went south and I've got to get the uh, the phone recovered. So, But in the meantime, we do have um, the video of the Lion King version to show you. But before we get there, let's talk about some of the other things going on um, around Disney's Animal Kingdom because it has been quite a while since I've had an opportunity to really get into the parks and visit them and 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 really spend time at Animal Kingdom specifically. Been at the other parks extensively, but not here at this park so much. One of the first and loveliest things when you enter are a set of 50th anniversary statues. There's three sets that I have found at Disney's Animal Kingdom. One is um, Finding Nemo, which is a little hard to find. The second is uh, Lion King with um, Simba, Pumbaa, and Timon. And the third is actually probably one of my most favorite statues in all of them. And I say that because there's some really clever ones done, the, the one um, that, that have been done throughout the park, um, like the Mad Hatter and the Chester Cat, I really, um, I really love a whole lot. And, um, and there's some others that are really great. But this one was one of Bambi and Thumper, and it was just so beautifully rendered. It was it was almost delicate, the the statue itself, and um, I was really I was really pleased because while we talk a lot about nature, especially at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Bambi is the first that really emphasized. Disney's love of nature and it's such a beautiful film and yet it really sh has very little presence in the parks. It is part, uh, the music especially, is part of a little presentation on the Tree of Life at night, um, which uh, is it's a lovely offering. It also features um, pieces from Lion King and, and Pocahontas. That's a really lovely piece. But, um, but this statue really was a nice way to paying homage to one of Disney's original uh, efforts to focus on nature and wildlife. And it's just really a lovely piece. So I, definitely when you get to Disney's Animal Kingdom, 
uh, please check that out. Now, there are other things going on as well throughout the park. A big thing is the removal of Primeval Whirl. Most of that has actually been removed at this point. Uh, there's a lot of infrastructure around the track that, that needs to be removed, but, but it's going away. People have been asking me, well, what's going in its place? I really don't know. Um, there was always other attractions uh, that were thought of through that area. I don't know what where they want to go at this point and what that might look like or how it might be tied to dinosaurs. I think Disney should do more with dinosaurs. I think that's a good IP for them to be at. It's unfortunately, I say IP because unfortunately the film Dinosaur um, was never a, a, a great offering. Um, I think it was a poor, poor film compared to all of the other classics that it holds. And of course, it's already showing up in the dinosaur ride. But people love dinosaurs. People want to see more dinosaurs. And the removal of the universe of energy, I think that's a miss. So I'd like to think that that's going to be, um, you know, uh, uh, back soon into the park. I think that's an important um, offering that needs to be there. Um, so at any rate, the primeval world is being uh, removed as we speak, and that's going out the door. Some new acts have returned, Koratinga Tinga, Ashakrandi. Both of those acts um, have come back in, and it's good to see that back into the park um, at this time. Just the little acts. There's also been other little food kiosks and so forth added back into the park. That's been great. There is the Beacons of Magic show that goes on the Tree of Life. I was going to stay and actually see that, but it involved so much. Um, it really well. It involved me sticking around to a much later hour, seven forty-five. Um, so I'd like to think that maybe um, with the change of um, the time zones, I can get back in there sooner than later and capture that. As I said, I'm not expect my expectations for it are not very high because it's really more projection mapping compared to what is on Spaceship Earth, which has those LED lights that are are so phenomenal. One cool thing that is part of the 50th anniversary that's coming in is some f um, wonderful little food and beverage items. Um, Drink Walla, um, which is at the entrance to Asia, as you step over the bridge. That offering, if you love the Mickey Premium Bar, they've hand-dipped it um, into a blue raspberry-flavored coating and added a bunch of Celebration sprinkles. Um, so it's a nice little touch. If you like if you like the Premium Ice Cream Bar, um, that, that might just be one thing to really take. I meant to get over to Restaurantosaurus to either try Walt's Favorite Chili on a foot-long hot dog or cheese fries with Walt's chili. I think I might go with the latter, um, uh, but um, but it looked um, looked pretty cool. And um, at Tiffin's, there's a 50th celebration uh, chocolate. I, I hope I pronounce this gateau, which is almond praline, white chocolate cremeau, ganache, and chocolate South African um, uh, liquor cream sauce. So um, some really um, 
uh, cool uh, food and beverage items. I tried one item uh, that was available at these at the Starbucks, um, uh, which I can never remember quite uh, well the name of that store. By the way, there are a number of other things. I should mention there's a 50th celebration ice cream sandwich um, that is available in in um, Dino Land in the ice cream store there at Dino Bite Snacks um, or at the I'm sorry at the uh, yeah at the Dino Bite Snacks and there's a corn chip pie I mentioned Walt's Chili it's at the Dino Diner um, so that's really cool. Um, there's a 50th anniversary celebration cupcake with lemon cake, lemon chiffon filling, and vanilla gold frosting. Um, that is uh, available. And there is also, where is the one I've, I've um, already tasted? It was a chocolate mousse kind of sitting on a brownie. Um, it was pretty decadent. In fact, I would have to say you really almost need uh, two um uh two um two people to consume it uh but it was available at the starbucks uh so there's lots of offerings even food and beverage wise at disney's animal kingdom i also should talk about well let uh well let's get on to kite tales disney kite tales now this is a short show this is at the best from beginning to end 10 minutes in length and it's interesting because there's a bunch of banners as you come in and, and overhanging uh, decorations that you'll see again when you watch the, uh, the video that I have. If you remember the, the space as you go into uh, um, what is um, formerly Rivers of Light, if you'll recall that space is um, kind of divided up into two sections because the river that allows the boats to come and go kind of separates out the audience. So there's a bridge kind of connecting over that river. So one side really kind of sits more toward Expedition Everest. The other side sits more toward Finding Nemo, the musical. I don't know why but all of the activity, all of what is really going on is largely on the side of Finding Nemo the Musical. Um, really very little takes place on the other side. You can certainly see the show on the water, the kites going, but the, the kites that are, and, and other apparatuses, umbrellas and parasols and things like that, that others are using, those are all displayed and presented on the left side, uh, again, the side toward Finding Nemo the Musical, which I just thought was really strange. I kind of, it made me think for a moment, okay, is it possible that they're just not sure about this show? And so they kind of did a little, and if they really like it, they'll, 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 they'll get more props and do it on that side too with more cast members. It was kind of strange to me how it was so unbalanced. Now, the one thing that I will say about the other side of the arena, and you'll see this in the video too, is that when the big kites go down, 
they fall down into an empty portion of the arena on the far right as you look out into the water. And actually, I think being over in that space, it's kind of fun to see that big kite come down. So in there is one advantage to having having that. Now, prior to the show, I was really uh, it was really cool to see these these kites. And I say kites because if you'll recall, when I've done a previous podcast, the problem with kites in Orlando is that we don't have wind. And so you either got to pull a kite with a jet ski or you got to do something clever. And the clever thing they've done with the smaller kites is they've put them on a string and then, or put them on a stick, on a long, long stick, and then tied a string and they're able to kind of wave it around, so to speak. And that really is a very clever way of doing that. And as you walk in, if you're there a few minutes before, now some some guests may just walk by the experience at about the time it's being shown. They list times, um, but um, and and you get the sense of it. You don't have to sit down. But you know what? It's not a bad idea to go grab one of those Mickey Premium bars that I mentioned a few minutes ago, or a drink, a drink while while, and and go grab a seat and just use that as a break. This time of year, the weather is just broken. And it is a beautiful time to be at the parks and in that space. I wouldn't recommend this show in the heat of, you know, June, July, and August. But right now, it is a great time to watch this little show. And um, you sit down, and there are some kites that already are out walking around. Um, and they are from Finding Nemo. It's Crush, and it's kind of a Mrs. Crush what I kind of sense is two adult crushes and then um, and then the the little turtle as well. And in fact, what they do is they have a bunch of little turtles and they prominent and they hand the turtles off on sticks to uh, children and they do this little promenade parade around with this while um, um, the music is playing uh, somewhere under the sea, somewhere waiting for me. You know that song? Um, and so they play that. The music is fantastic for this show. The soundtrack alone from both shows is fantastic. Um, and that alone, just to hear the music is, is well worth it. But at any rate, they do this little pre-show kind of thing. And then prior, just prior to all of this, the band had come out. You remember there's a Discovery Island, I think they're called Discovery Island Band, and they're on one of the boats that are going around. And by the way, there's also one with Mickey and Minnie and that celebrates, and I think Pluto as well, that celebrates the 50th anniversary. Um, I'll try to get a little video of that up there. But um, but again, I kind of lost video the other day. Or I lost the phone. But... Um, but what is happening is that band circles around Discovery Island and then it comes in. It almost seems like an afterthought to the show, but they kind of come in and do this whole setup to get the crowd excited and going. And it's, it's just an extra couple of minutes to the show, but anything could happen. I think it could be even better placed into the show, but they leave before the show starts. And the reason they leave, because I kept saying this and I kept thinking, okay, the kite idea... That started with Epcot Forever more recently. I mean, there's a there's a story of kites in the in the way past 20th anniversary and so forth. But 
But this one started in um, with with Epcot Forever and the kites flying at night with the lights. So you're, you're kind of thinking, well, why don't they just add kites to the Rivers of Light show, fix the fountains a bit, and we could have a show here. But, um, but you soon see that when these jet skis get going, you know, this lagoon at Disney's Animal Kingdom is much smaller than World Showcases. And by the time these, these jet skis have gone around a few times, the water is really moving all over. You can't really have any other kind of boat or float in uh, that water because everything is really moving around. Um, by the way, the old boats, I think, I want to say, yeah, the old boats from Rivers of Light have been moved backstage because they were not on stage as part of the decor uh, when we got there. At any rate, the band does this setup, are you ready? You know, da, 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 and so forth. And then they move out of the way and then the show um, commences. And the show, um, I think, um, again, this is a small show. This almost seems like an afterthought, this show. And so I hate to plug this show too much that you're going to be disappointed. But honestly, I guess because I came in with such low expectations on this show, it more than delivered what I was thinking. That's why I'm saying you may just want to just kind of be in the passing when it happens. But you may also find that you want to actually have a seat and see this show as it plays out. And in this case, let me talk about the Lion King version first. What happens in the Lion King is um, they um, they start out with, um, uh, I just can't wait to be king. And they have birds on kites, which are very cool. And then they also have, um, oh, let me... Um, get this they have um zazu uh flying around in the air and he's part of it and you see a very young simba cub and he's flying around the air so you have these birds zazu simba simba's got this kind of um rainbow type um uh mange around him and uh he's flying around then the next thing you know We've got um, the characters from, uh, well, we got Timon and Pumbaa, and they're flying around. And by the way, Disney does decor amazing. The design of these balloons and the color of these kites. And I say balloons because they're, they're kind of balloon kites kind of thing flying around in the air. These are the big pieces. Um, and they are flying around. And, of course, we're doing the Hakuna Matata number with it and they're moving around and going through and then some kites individually fly up in the air and they kind of have a lion king theme to it um and they go around and then we finally get to the end portion of the show where we have a full-grown simba flying around and we have these palm trees and pinwheels palm trees in the form of pinwheels and other pinwheels with animal life on them and they are flying they are in the foreground but they are all uh simba is like 30 feet long he's got these long tails uh to his mane 
and he's quite majestic. He and colorful and bright, and it's it's pretty impressive. And to watch him land at the very end is he just kind of just kind of lays out there on this whole bench thing. It takes up so much space, but they've managed to figure out how to carefully land the thing so it lands in the right place. So that's the Lion King portion. And I I thought for a 10-minute little show, it was really cute. And there was quite a bit of crowd gathered to see it. I So cute, I wanted to come back and see the Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise, I'm sorry. Jungle Book version. So I came back on Saturday morning to record it and loved that show. And again, I hope to have video, but there was some... King Louis, um, uh, was part of the show, as was Baloo. He was the finale piece to the show. But in between, they had, um, well, they had some parasols that kind of, again, gave you the sense of India, and it kind of had that thematic feeling to it, um, um, the songs Bare Necessities, and uh, and uh, I, um, I want to be just like you were the key songs in this, but also they had the elephant march, and they had these handheld elephant kite kind of things, um, and they were adorable. And the, of course, the little one for the littlest elephant, that the baby elephant that kind of follows along the rest of the group. It was cute. It was adorable. It was a fun show. And um, and what's strange about all this is you don't know what show you're getting until just before the show. If you look out in the if you look out into the um, arena or to the staging areas and you see a lot of red and orange, then you know you're getting Simba and Lion King. If you see a lot of blue, you're getting Baloo. Um, that's about the best way to tell because they change and they don't tell you which version is in each show. They're running about five, six shows a day, but they, they went and said, I went and asked, I said on Thursday when, or Wednesday, when I went by, I said, um, when do they do the jungle book version? And she said, well, it depends. It'll be different every day. I know today we did four Jungle Books, followed by one, or four, I'm sorry, four Lion King, followed by one Jungle Book, followed by one Lion King, which was the last show of the day that I saw. Um, when I came Saturday, the first show out of the gate was the Jungle Book. So they, I I would guess that which show they do, it, be, it seems obvious that they ought to just switch back and forth do one and do the other, but I would say that maybe it has to do with whether they can fix the kites uh, or whether there's problems with the kites between shows and they've got to uh, lay them out and take a look at them and maybe that's part of their their challenge. I don't know. But at any rate, your results will vary. Um, just know that if you come and you're just kind of in a, in a Kuna Matata kind of place, this is a good place to just chill back with a drink or with some kind of snack and just enjoy the show. It really is worth watching. Well, that does it for this uh, Disney at Play 
podcast, I wanted to give you a sense of what's happening over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Know that tomorrow our intent is to be out there at the Magic Kingdom looking at this new Genie program and giving you a sense of what's happening. We'll be looking at it on Wednesday at Magic Kingdom, Thursday at Disney's Hollywood Studios with David on Friday. We're going to kind of compare our um, experience, he being um, a hotel guest, and I. we're going to see how it compares. Um, so we're going to do some comparisons there, and we're just going to give you a good full view over the week We'll probably do a couple of podcasts on it to kind of give you a sense of how this whole thing is playing out with Genie Plus. So definitely stay with us, be with us, because we got a lot to to share with you in the uh, in the days to follow. So meanwhile, make sure you subscribe to Disney at Play, Disney at Work.com. Make sure you um, subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when we have new podcasts come out. And in the words of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.